Hey, ho, what do you know? It's time for the Matt Dean Clark Show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast, welcome back to the show. This is not good, and this is usually a special uh, BBC, which is all book related. But in the past too, like recently actually, people have been saying they love the book club podcast, but they want a little bit of the OG show in there as well. So we're gonna do a little bit of hybrid with you for this week. So it's gonna be a combo book club show and a little bit of the OG not good. And either way, I guarantee you all of it will be not good. There you go. And with us this week, we got Jacob. Hello. We got Kelsey. Hi there. We got Brett. Hello. And we got Clark. Hi. Hey, how are you guys? Great. Good, good. Well, let's start with just a little tease of the show. And we're going to be talking about a book for the main meat of the show. And uh, we, what are we going to be reading? Mr. Jacob, I believe this was your pick. Yeah, uh, this one that we drew for this week, Mm -hmm. uh, I picked the book, The Alchemist. I had this book on my shelf for the last 10 years. I bought it after college in Fargo, North Dakota at a Barnes and Noble. And correct me if I'm wrong, is it not pronounced Alchemist? It certainly is not. (laughs) Okay, okay, No cap, it's not called Alchemist. Okay, no cap, okay, good. Uh, Did I use that right? Yeah, I think you did, yeah. They study alchemy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, What made you pick this book? Um, it was four dollars. It was a part. <laughs> a good, you you could buy three books for twelve dollars. Okay. And it was on the center rack. So. Well, I got to tell you, I've heard a lot about this book from the past. Like, I feel like um, it's always been, you know, kind of people have read it in college, and friends have talked about this book. Yeah. And it's like one of those ones that they say you really need to, you know, have read. And so I was kind of pumped when I heard this. I was like, okay, cool. This now I'm finally getting my chance to read this. So I just realized that you meant why'd I pick it for the book club, not buy it from Fargo, yeah. North Dakota. I'm like, it's four dollars. <laughs> I thought that's what you meant. It was like, I bought it, so that we're reading it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Which is a great reason, anyways. Yeah. Well, why did you pick it too? Did, did you have a <laughs> what Clark just said? Yeah. Just because it was cheap. <laughs> I had it on the shelf for years, and I needed an excuse to read it. So I'm subjecting all of you to it now. Well, it's better than the the common one of like I've already read it so we're just going to do it on this podcast so i don't need to read another book (laughs) um well there you go let's talk about reading habits too before we get into the meat of the book and we're actually going to talk about some random news of the week too before we get into the the main book but for a little bit of a teaser tell me this reading habits how'd you guys do let's start with clark how'd you do on this book it's like how many pages it's a short one 160 167 167 renew it nailed it uh, not too bad. I mean, I read the first 30 and then I stopped reading it for a little bit and mm-hmm. then I read it in a car ride. Excellent. Yeah. That's a good, uh, good, good on the road yeah, read. read yeah, yeah. Probably have read like a hundred pages in the, and I don't normally like reading while in a car, but I did it anyways, just for you guys. You're welcome. Excellent. Thank you. I appreciate that. Brett, reading habits. Why don't you like reading in that car? I don't know. Cause Motion shit's move. Yeah. Motion. It's yeah. Mm. Thanks. Thanks for your sacrifice. Mine were steady as they go. Ten, ten minutes a day. Okay. For thirty days. 
Nice. <laughs> we're good. Nice. All right, Kelsey. When I brought you to the end. Were you reading like three pages a day? To 67 or 66. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, yeah. Reading habits were pretty good. I Like Clark, I read a bunch at the beginning and kind of took a break, but mm-hmm. I finished it today. Yes. It was actually a pretty easy read. It was just finding time. Okay. Excellent. Took me a little while to read the first 30 pages, to be honest. It was kind of a weird style. Like, it was like parables. So it was kind of weird to like read that style at first, but then after getting into a couple pages, then I could get sucked in. So it was like four sittings for me, probably. Yeah, yeah. I think right around that for me too. I read it kind of earlier in the month and I actually really liked it um, and was kind of hooked right away. And it's one of those things that I feel like is this, and maybe this isn't accurate, but this kind of seems like a high level book, definitely more high level than we've normally read in the podcast or in the book. book Yeah, it's probably the best book we've read. Oh, yeah. The best or the most well-written book. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'd give it that for sure. Uh, but it's kind of got this air, I think, around it. Like I, I went and took it to a coffee shop and uh, one of the baristas was like, um, that is an amazing book. That wow. That is a life-changing book. She's like, I've read that five yeah, times. I was going to wow. say, this is like a self-help book. A little bit, yeah. Disguised as a novel. Yeah, I think that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are we self-helping? Our journey, yeah, our actualization. You yourself or something. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, personal legend. Your yeah. own personal yeah. legend. Right. <laughs> And we're going to find out all about that. But in order to get on that journey, and we find out in the book, sometimes you take detours. And this is one of the detours we're going to take, which is uh, some random news of the week. Now, Kelsey, you've not been on the OG show. Um, and so this is your first initiation. Um, and Kelsey, true or false, is your real name not actually Kelsey? And you just named it because of Travis Kelsey and um, him dating Taylor Swift. That's true. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Sweet. That was a long way to get to that joke. <laughs> and I actually, halfway through, I was like, I don't know if that's the real football player's name. Absolutely. Was, is. Did I nail it? Do you think that relationship's manufactured? No. No. No, it's true I, love. I think it is. No, it's not manufactured, but I also d- doubt that they'll last. I think he really pursued yeah. her, right? It's like selling. Really. It's did, but making him sell tickets, like tickets to the game in, and his in New York. Didn't sales on his jersey. Yeah, his jersey yeah. selling like gangbusters now. I think he's too good for her. Really? Wow. Yeah. Hot take. Yeah. But she seems kind of great, doesn't she? I don't know. <laughs> Brett, you think she's great? <laughs> she's crazy. Brett, who's hotter? Kelsey I like Taylor or Swift, uh, Taylor Swift? Travis Kelsey? Yeah. Or Travis Taylor Kelsey or Taylor Swift? Who's hotter? <laughs> or Chelsea? Definitely... Wait, did you say Chelsea or Kelsey? Isn't that how you pronounce it? No, okay, sorry. Oh, like Elchamus. Hi, nice to meet you. That's me, that's me, sorry. Okay. Yeah, like uh, Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. Achilles heel, yeah. Uh, well, all right. Well, this uh, next story has nothing to do with Taylor Swift and, and nothing to, to do thank with God. The dinner after. Yeah. And nothing to do with that. Yeah, this Achilles, going to kill Wow, this is good. <laughs> That's oh, so man. good. <laughs> um, okay, so this uh, first story, random Barbecue news sauce. of the week. I wanted to ask. Let's ask Kelsey. Um, let's ask Chelsea. Kelsey, uh, <laughs> let me let me ask you. Um, would you ever buy a house that? Um, you know for sure someone died in because they do have to disclose it. I think, how do you know, how do you know for sure? Like, let's say they tell you, mm. you walk into it. It's an open house and someone's dead in there. <laughs> there's, yeah, they're yeah, selling it. Yeah. Someone currently dead inside. <laughs> yeah, I probably would. Okay. Yeah, I think I would too. Now, yeah. let me ask you this. Oh, go ahead. Didn't somebody die in the house? 
Recently? No, no. No, the that, previous owners. No, that wasn't disclosed on my. What do you, if they just die like of natural causes? Do they I mean, have to they disclose might have... that. Yeah. Or do you yeah. mean murdered? No, I think either or. If oh. Someone died in the house. I think in certain states, Cal- that shouldn't affect the price. If it was like some old lady who just like passed away in her sleep. I think they still We're not do. Not about the price. <laughs> yeah, well, emotional price. haunting no. damage. We're just talking about if we would buy it or not. Yeah, yeah. Who wouldn't? Like, would. Okay. Uh, someone died in the house. They're haunting it. A lot of people wouldn't if they're superstitious or something. Yeah, like and what if someone was like ripped apart? And it's kind of depends. That's like, different though. You didn't say murdered. Yeah. What if there was a kill room in the house? That'd be, so so oh, that'd be amazing. That. Yeah. How many murders? How big? Yeah, is yeah, the how big's the kill room? Yeah. How are they carried out? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's a lot of. Okay, so there was nobody that died in the house. No, okay. that's I don't good think enough. so. It's very clean. It's very Dexter. I mean, I feel like you that know. was their last yeah. house, but I don't think I think they probably died in the hospital. Why is there that glass cage in her basement? Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> that's for, that's little that's, drop box. I put that in before you moved in. You, yeah. you, yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for my apartment in California, when I lived there, uh, someone did pass away, and they did have to tell me. The apartment manager did. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Really? But this story is about a funeral home that is listed for sale in Massachusetts now as a household. Would you guys do it? Does a funeral home change things? Oh, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, a I don't. Home. I don't know. I think I might do if it. If I get a good deal, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, definitely haunted. I'm not locking in a mortgage right now. Well, this one is no. um, it's a funeral home in Millsbury. Um, and it is currently listed for seven hundred sixty-nine thousand. It's not too bad. Nice. Not too bad. We'll go ahead. Splitsies. <laughs> yeah, let's all do it. All three of us. Yeah. All five of all us. All five of us. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why not? Over my dead home. body. That's good. Thank you, everyone. Wait, what did you say? Over my dead. That's body. That's good. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, <laughs> it's probably a good deal. It's definitely to die for. We'll put for. you on display. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> Okay. We're all just doing Tales from the Crypt puns now. Okay. Um, But anyways, it's been standing for many years and certainly has some history to go with it, um, the previous owner said. I'm not sure if it's truly haunted because apparently there's a sign that's listed on it that says this is haunted. Um, It says probably haunted. Um, So some people that are into that and the paranormal want to seek it out just for that. It said that given its age, I suppose it's a possibility. Uh, the house was constructed as a single family home in 1850 and then was then converted into a funeral home in 1948. Oh, it doesn't have central air. I'm out. Yeah. Well, you could probably put that in, right? Probably got good coolers. It probably needs a lot of renovations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good one, Brad. Yeah. Amazing for space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, from there, let's talk about most popular alcohol by state. So we have... Oh. Um, Different uh, boozes, if you will. Yeah. And uh, you tell me what you think is the most. Are we talking booze state. or beer? Uh, well, both. Okay, let's start with beer. Involved. Alcoholic bevy. Yeah. Alcoholic. There you go. So wines involved too. Wines involved. But let's start with beer first. So, what three states do you think are the most popular? They drink the most beer. Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin. North Dakota. <laughs> no. Massachusetts. Oh, for two. Well, are we just going by population? California, Texas, Florida. Is it Philadelphia? No. Or not Philadelphia, but like (laughs) Pennsylvania. Bless you. Yep. Pennsylvania is number three. And then Kansas, number two. Iowa. And so Brett got that right. Good job, Brett. (laughs) And then number one is Minnesota. So Minnesota for beer. So that makes sense for you, right, Jacob? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Wine. What do we think? Top three states. California. New York. So yeah, New York. Both of those, no. And wow. California should be because yeah, of all the wineries. Yeah. But Rhode Island, number three, two. Wait, what did you say was one of the other ones? 
I said New York. Rhode New Island. Island. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you did say yeah. Rhode, <laughs> uh, Rhode Island, Florida. I said whatever state you're saying next. <laughs> and then Massachusetts. I'm very smart. Okay. Um, Mass is number one. Mass is wow, number one. I thought they drank beer. They drink wine. I or guess. just snobs. Yeah. Uh. Um, and then hard seltzer. Uh, we have Illinois, number three. Massachusetts, two. Ohio, one. Uh, whiskey. <laughs> what do we think? Kentucky. Minnesota. Yeah, K- Kentucky, Kentucky Tennessee. Mississippi. Um, Kentucky is three. Alabama. Whiskey. No. New York. Tennessee isn't on there. It's, yeah, so weird. Ohio, two. And Kansas is number one, huh. which is very oh. surprising. Do they have cider on this list? No, no cider. Mm-hmm. I thought this was going to be like brands, like oh. Fireball. Oh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who drinks most Fireball, you think? Minnesota. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. I see a lot of that around. Just mainly from Brett when we're at Slappers. Yeah. <laughs> or Clappers, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Clappers. the real name of it. Uh, vodka is uh, Florida number three, Rhode Island two, Delaware number one, Gin, Massachusetts three, Minnesota two, and then New York number one. Ooh, for gin. Minnesota two and yeah. New York one. Wow. Gin is the grossest thing to me. I hate gin. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry. Gin, it's, it's like drinking a Christmas so tree. You yeah, love it? I'm not a yeah. huge fan either. Oh. You got to get some gin made from some fruit or something so it's not so piney. Gotcha. You got to get the right stuff. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll get you some stuff from North Dakota. Hells yeah. Set me up. Minions. All right, from there, let's go back to the book, ladies and gentlemen, and back to the book club. Back to Cali. So let's talk about, um, Jacob, walk me through The Alchemist. Give me a brief summary. What is this book? Sure. Uh, Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Alchemist. Alchemy. Um, Starts off, um, it's, okay, overall, there's a shepherd boy named Santiago. He lives in Spain. And he has a vision uh, in his dreams that he needs to find this treasure in Egypt at these pyramids. So um, he's not sure what to do about this dream. And so he goes to see this fortune teller witch lady. Is it, is it an old gypsy? Gypsy. Gypsy, yep. They're all the same to me. They are, yeah. Yeah, a gypsy. And she interprets dreams. She tells him where to go, the uh, pyramids, for 10% of whatever he finds there. So he accepts she accepts that as payment. So he goes on. He meets an old man who says that he's uh, uh, a king. And mm-hmm. he gives him some life advice and kind of teaches him some things about the way of the world and his relationship to the world. And this boy is, he encourages this boy to go on his journey and they call it a pers- his personal legend. Um and so at this point, his adventure kind of starts off. He leaves Spain, goes to Africa, um, Tangier, Tangier, Tangier yeah. um, gets robbed there, um, sells, uh, well, he sells his sheep to make it over there. He gets robbed by a guy, has nothing, ends up working for this crystal maker for years, gets to this crystal maker's business to be super successful, makes a lot of money, and then decides, I need to continue on my journey. And the next thing is to take a caravan through the desert to get to the pyramids. And the first stop is at this oasis in the middle of the desert. Um, And on the way there, he meets this Englishman who wants to become an alchemist and he needs somebody to teach him. And so this is when he tells the boy that there's an alchemist living in the oasis. 
he's going to go there and learn how to change lead into gold. And that's kind of what he's seeking. Mm -hmm. His riches. Yep. Uh, the boy kind of learns from him that like, uh, you know, seeking book knowledge is, is also like a virtuous thing to do. So that's kind of what he learns from him and, um, goes to the oasis and he wants to meet this alchemist and he thinks he can go to the local well and he'll probably run into him and while he's at the well he sees this girl there that he's in love with um i love at first sight her name is fatima fatima it's mm -hmm. fatima. fatima i've heard fatima too fatima, fatima yeah <laughs> fatima is that, like, fatima. is that like a fashionista they're fatimas yep fatima yeah. it's fat middle eastern fatima. i don't know um wow yeah, anyways, meets this girl and <laughs> they have legend. very little very little interaction and then he like professes his love for her and then like after a small period of time she professes her love for him mm -hmm. and because she's a desert woman and her mother's a desert woman, they're used to men going off on adventures and then coming back to the oasis. So she kind of encourages him to go on this trip mm -hmm. uh, to finish out his personal legend. Um, so yeah. at that point, uh, he meets mm -hmm. the alchemist at that point, the alchemist shows up with a gust of wind on a horse, um, and pulls out mm -hmm. a sword. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pulls out this huge scabbard, mm -hmm. I think is what they yeah, call it. Yeah. Yeah. Alchemist. And, uh, scabbard. Um, and then the alchemist kind of, uh, I don't know. Tests the boy, guides the boy to... Tests his courage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and to see if he's got what it takes. And um, at that point, I think the biggest thing about this personal legend business is that one person's personal legend is not the same as somebody else's personal legend. So his was to change lead into gold, but that's not what the boys is for. And a lot of people just want gold, um, but this boy had a different journey. So... Um, he was encouraged by him to seek his out eventually. So he get, takes a trip to Egypt or continues on through Egypt and finally gets to these pyramids. Um, throughout the book, the big thing is like all these signs that he's given in um, by the earth and by nature and other people are omens. And he's really good at reading these omens. And uh, somebody told him that as soon as he, uh, I think it was like, was it the sand that told him that wherever your teardrops fall, that's where you need to look for your treasure? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so he, once he saw the pyramids, he started crying, and he, that's he, he just like dropped his shit, started digging in the sand. Some guys come up and uh, beat him up and rob him of his gold and everything that he has, um, and then uh, he tells the guys, "I'm looking for treasure." Um, and it's underneath me and the guys really didn't believe they kind of laughed it off and walked away and one came back and said you know i had a dream that there was a a treasure hidden under a sycamore tree in andalusia near this church yeah. um, and he kind of made um, fun and he was making yeah he was like yeah. laughing at him and scoffing at him made fun of the boy and he's like i had this dream he's like and i'm not gonna go some crazy distance to go and try yeah. to pursue this and find my treasure. Yeah, it's so right. much easier to beat people up and take their things. Right, exactly. Yeah. We all know that. <laughs> so his entire personal legend was to go find his treasure at the uh, pyramids, but at the pyramids he found out the location of his treasure, it's which back was home. back home. Mm -hmm. yeah. So 
in the last chapter he which the alchemist digs and gets the treasure yep yeah lots of gold little statues and or riches yeah so and then he goes and meets up with fatima 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 uh back at the oasis with all the riches fat ima Come on. Fachima. Um, yeah, that's insensitive. That's uh, rough. <laughs> yeah, that's broad just, events. That was great. That was perfect. Yeah, that's kind of... I loved it. Now, that story, what do you take that to mean? Anyone can take this. What What is the allegory of the story, kind of the moral that uh, the author is trying to... Follow your dreams. Yeah. Is it is it that? Follow your dreams? I think one of the main themes of the story is that everything is one and so all the omens and the signs and the people that he crossed paths with they all kind of led to him seeking his personal legend Mm -hmm. and either you choose to pursue it or you don't and it's either love is going to pursue love is going to um you know uh dissuade you yeah interrupt you um or hinder your wanting to seek it out or the fear of going after your personal legend mm-hmm. can stop you but um it's ultimately worth it because the people around you want you to reach your legend as well so right yeah what do you guys think is your personal legend oh, no. i was yeah. worried this was gonna be yeah. Yeah. i think I yeah i think mine is to make it to taco bell by the end of the night nice. and that's gonna happen yeah. hopefully good. we don't know i guess i guess yeah, we don't couple, know for sure. couple beefy know. Five. you gotta see a couple of hawks about that yeah. <laughs> they're gonna guide me there <laughs> kelsey how about you what, what is your personal legend oh i don't know and let me i've already achieved it have you no <laughs> absolutely yeah. not i don't know yeah it's a good question it it's is a ca- thinker it is a thinker mm-hmm. and do you jacob feel like you have a personal legend because mm. for some people it's not cut and dry when right. I was in college, mine's rolled and it has beans on the inside, cheese on top. It's a five layers, yeah, if five, you will. Five layers. <laughs> and beefy. <laughs> in college, I was reading heavy stuff like this yeah. and like kind of like personal journey yeah. and like finding out your calling in life. And it was, I couldn't figure out a profession or a specific thing, but it was always to, to help people and teach and entertain that's kind of like what i gathered from college but i just didn't know what that meant as a career and that's that i guess but and you are kind like of like helping people and because yeah. where where were you born and raised for the listeners as well i was born in wichita kansas so and i was raised in jamestown north dakota <laughs> so then you are now here so your journey took you here and your path you thought was to help people in some way and you are doing that i would imagine on a daily basis conjuring the spirits for a, i like that a beverage yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're helping people and you're probably teaching people at your work where you work at uh where do you work uh, 10k brewing in <laughs> anoka you're an well alchemist done. of sorts you yeah. are now you're an alchemist you could yeah. say yeah now brett like if i if i may your, sure. your personal journey look at are you playing personal are you yeah, playing how about alchemist? you tell us your yeah I, I can tell you what i think you're mine is Al- yeah alchemist so um but i think for brett i think yeah. your personal journey is it was it is it musician right okay? and you go out to new york right yeah and then your journey takes you there takes you and you were playing here too, so it took you all over, took you to um, school, right, for music yeah. and all that. So you could read into that as far as like following the omens of your own personal life. I know maybe I'm getting a little too heady and heavy into it, but I really yeah. like love this book and I was taking it into my own personal journey, which I always wanted to be 
part of like TV and film. Yeah. And so like that was something that I would study all the time. And so I kept seeing any kind of thing that I could like, oh, you know, for high school and junior high, it was like a, a teacher would be like, oh, you can make a video project. Okay. I followed that yeah. omen of like, okay, I'll do that. I want to, <laughs> I want to make a video and do that. Yeah. And so you and I made video projects for right. school yeah. and stuff like that. So then I kept going there, AV club, and then I went to college to do that, to study filmmaking, and then to move out to, you know, follow my, and hopefully achieve my goal out in California, yeah. go out there. But it, it brought me back here back to the homeland, Minnesota, <laughs> where yeah. where it's like, I'm back with family and loving that and all that. So it is kind of this just weird like thing. Santiago. It's yeah. just like Santiago. And so I felt a lot you of- You have your Fatima. Yes, I do. Yeah. My Fatima, yeah, Paige. Yeah. Shout out Paige. Yeah. And so um, so then it's like, it's, it's that, and there's a few books like this, kind of like, uh, um, what is it, Siddhartha, where the guy goes. I don't know if you read that. I read that in college where he goes and he, he comes back as well and finds out that everything that he was looking for is kind of back it's here too. Been there. In a way, yeah. 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 So you could read that into it too. Oh. Um, yeah, so I don't know. That's kind of my my thing. But I'm probably way over reading it. But I did I did enjoy and got a lot out of the book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what Overall, did you guys like it? Did you guys get anything out of it? Or is it kind of... I think it, yeah, yeah. I said this right before we went on air. Yeah. I think it's the best book we've read so yes. far. Um, you like because it's the shortest? The yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what did you like yeah. about it? Um, I don't know. I think we were reading too much new agey kind of modern garbage. Yeah, beach reads. We were reading a lot of like a lot beach, of beach reads. I like yeah. beach reads. Okay. <laughs> I thought they were close. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't God. say they're bad. I'm just no. saying this place. isn't like a beach read. No. Yeah. This one made me think about the words and how to read them <laughs> and google what they mean yeah. <laughs> yeah i was gonna say yeah how often does it the like i felt like the last 30 pages is that he used personal legend too much like that yeah. was like yeah. on every yeah. page it was yeah mm-hmm. he's really trying to hammer do you think that, that was well i was wondering do you think that was more of a translation thing because this was translated from spanish yeah that could be yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I could definitely see that. Wait, he's Brazilian though. Yeah, is he Brazilian? So yeah. what was it? Portuguese? Portuguese or, yeah. th- well, they speak multiple it's languages Portuguese. in Brazil. It's Portuguese. Okay. Right. So it was Portuguese. A, either way, it was in a foreign language. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, but I Portuguese. It was in Portuguese. Are you done? <laughs> no, don't ever be done. Uh, well, so let's pull some random questions too that uh, are kind of the top questions I found for the book club. Um, and for you know discussions about this book specifically, cool. uh, one of them is after the boy revitalizes the shop. So at, at a certain point, the boy was on his journey. Santiago's on his journey, and he gets all of his stuff stolen. So he's kind of detoured, and he ends up working with this merchant, crystal merchant, and he's working there. And that too, I I actually um, I could appreciate because there's times when, and I think in everyone's life, you take these detours where you're like, oh, I don't really know. That's not fully the path I was going to take. Yeah. And then it's like, but that is the path essentially right. you were supposed to take. Or part of the path. Part of the path, <clears> right? Yeah. If you're, yeah. Uh, but so the crystal merchant said, you know, he was reluctant to change. And he said that every blessing ignored becomes a curse because I know the things I should be able to accomplish and I don't want to do so. In addition, after he shared his ultimate dream of going to Mecca, he said, I'm afraid that if my dream is realized, I'll have no reason to go on living. So that's why he never did it. He said, right. uh, yeah. you're, you're different from me. He says this to the to Santiago because you want to realize your dreams, but I'm afraid that it would all be a disappointment. So I prefer just to dream about it. 
Um, what do you guys think about that? Do you think that a lot of people are held back from that idea of not wanting to like reach out for like some dreams that they feel like are further out there? Yeah, people are afraid of failure. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I hear that from a lot of people like, well, I don't want to do that because I don't know how or I don't think I'll succeed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think a lot of humans are. It reminded me of like Olympic athletes, too, because they're athletes their entire lives. It's their career. And then, you know, if they get an injury or like they reach and they make their gold, but they can't compete anymore, then they're like, now what? Like they have to go to therapy to figure out how to like, what's their personal legend now? And that's, I don't know, that kind of popped in my head. I had this thing too where uh, going out to, uh, and it, it, that's what I love about this book, it was very introspective. And so I had, uh, I remember I, when I went out to California, um, on my drive out, I had this car, my first car, and it was basically falling apart. And on the drive out to California, it killed, the drive killed the car. And it, mm-hmm. uh, the speedometer broke and it stayed at 45 miles an hour. And so it just stayed there. So I had no idea how fast I was going, but I'd stay at the same speed as the other cars around me. So it was definitely not going 45. And at one point, I got pulled over by this, uh, um, you know, police officer, and he comes up and he's like, uh, just a random guy, yeah, yeah. but uh, he's <laughs> making the sounds. A cop pulls you over, yeah. 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 <laughs> but this cop pulls me over. Oh, better get over. <laughs> Anyways, this cop pulls me over, and uh, and I was, uh, he goes, "Do you have any idea how fast you were going?" And I was a smartass, and I was like, "Yeah, forty-five miles an hour." And I showed him the speedometer, and it stayed that. Uh, stayed that way and he was up, not happy and didn't think that was funny oh. and uh, <laughs> uh, big surprise and then um, he looked at my car and my car was full of all these clothes and stuff like that because I was moving all my stuff from Minnesota out yeah. to California and he was like uh, uh, what are you doing I, t- I told him I'm you know going out to try to find work as you know producer or whatever in TV or movies and he said that that was always his dream mm-hmm. and that he never wanted to do it because he was afraid of failure and so he decided to just not just, but he had he stayed in his hometown. That was his hometown. Yeah, had a family, which is like that's like not a failure. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. like that's great having a family, having right. kids, all this stuff. That's just a loser. It's not a failure. That's just <laughs> I was gonna a loser. say, what if yeah. he like because <laughs> right. he decided not to do that no. and he became a police officer and he saved somebody's life as a result of it? Yeah. Well, yeah. no, actually, later it turned out that he was one of the guys that shot. No, no, no. But he actually, but it was just kind of it was Fuck. yeah, got really deep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. You don't even know his name. Yes. Did you get a ticket? Yeah. He did not give me a ticket nice. because wow. of that. Because he felt Officer Chad. Officer Chad. Yeah. <laughs> but he was. Uh, but it was kind of cool because he was like, "Oh yeah, I wish I had done that." Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But anyways, that is cool. cool. Yeah. I like the other part of the question. Yeah. More than this question, it's What's very that? easy to talk about this. Like, afraid to fail. But yeah, like, yeah. I like the part where he didn't want. He, if he goes and achieved his goals then what would he have to look forward to the rest of his life? Right. That's a cool question. That is good, yeah. But I guess you just make another goal. Yeah. It's like travel, right? It's like people say they love travel. Yeah, everyone loves travel. Well, it's like for Santiago or whatever his name was, his personal legend was to find that treasure. And now he can love Mm -hmm. Fatima or Fatima. 
and like live his life like he got what he wanted and now he's because like one of the things said that love can interrupt your personal legend right so it's like well he put love aside and now he can do the things in life that are next after his personal legend like all those things come with it i, mm-hmm. I think yeah you know? apropos of nothing when the alchemist when they went alchemist? to that monastery and the alchemist put lead in the pan and turned it into gold with the philosopher's stone i was envisioning it coming out like cornbread because then he cut it into four pieces like how would you cut, just cut it i did too like a, like a cast iron yeah, full, it was a of cast gold. Iron full of like, gold and he's just like i'll break this in fourths <laughs> plastic dixie knives or whatever yeah um, but that is that's a good point, Brett. Like, how about you too, as a musician? The, how about the first time you got on stage? Right, that was probably a goal at some point. Right, of like my first is to get stage time, yeah. and then once you're there, then were you like, were you even thinking about it consciously, or was it just one of those things of like, oh, I just have to keep going to the next thing. I got here to this point, keep going. Right, go to the next stage, go to the next stage. The bigger stage? Are we talking literal? Yeah, stages literal stage, like, figuratively figure, stage. Figure, yeah. yeah. Are you open for Taylor Swift? Right. At, yeah. at the end, he kind of describes alchemy to be like different people or objects or whatever seeking out their purpose. And then once they reach their purpose, they're a better person for it or they're a better thing for it. And then once something has no use anymore, then it evolves into something new. And so that's kind of that's why he was kind of like relating the lead and lead to gold um, to being like reaching his personal legend mm-hmm. and then once he reaches it he's better off for taking that adventure and f- like meeting that goal and then now he's evolved into something else which has a different personal legend so i think maybe that's like the big theme of the book like the alchemy mm-hmm. like, it turned yeah. into more of like a guide yeah like yeah. a spiritual guide yeah the alchemy in your life is reaching those goals and then setting new ones and being better as you go and keep evolving and being a better better off as bef- then like not necessarily seeking those out or not having a goal period well i think you yeah. hit it with uh evolving and being able to adapt and yeah. all that like that's huge because you're gonna you're gonna come with roadblocks and, and things that kind of detour you but able to like appreciate that as part of your journey too which i think some people get frustrated about and they're not like you know they don't see that as a part of it but it is right um so there you go uh this question is after reading the englishman's books the boy is able to summarize everything about alchemy into a few simple lines and the englishman is sad he desired someone to discuss the complexity of alchemy with um how does this speak to the idea that we often get lost in the process and meet this and miss the simple truths in other words we miss the forest for the trees what do you guys think about that Ooh, deep Heavy duty. Heavy. You said duty. Yeah. Just want to point that out. I guess you walk up to the top of the mountain so you can see the forest mm-hmm. while being in the trees <laughs> so you don't miss it. Yeah. Just for that, using that example. Right. But no, I think, yeah, I, of course, we get caught in the day to day, right? The minuttia, if the you minutia, will. Yeah. The minutiae. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. That happens. That happens all the time. Every day, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, I'm lost right now. I don't know where I am. Yeah, but uh, well, it's like Ram Dass, right? Like, be here now. That whole theory of like trying to live more in the moment, and not get caught up in kind of the big picture all the time, and right. be able to actually, you know, be right here now and all that. But then you don't even have that anymore because you have like 
all the phones with the social media and sure. like I'm, I'm very much guilty of you're on your this. phone right now right <laughs> I'm, I'm two computers and in my phone right now yeah trying to record this uh, no <laughs> but which is also maybe another interesting thing as far as like yeah can you put your phones down to be in this it's like going from like a, a piece of bark on the tree to the tree to the forest. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I've recently in the oh. last uh, probably month or so actually taken breaks from my phone because it was too much for me. Like I'll be on if I'm just lounging oh, around. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> probably lounging around just looking at it. 4,000. And so, uh, so I'll actually set it into the other room and charge and not even touch it for a couple hours. And that's yeah. like you feel good. Yeah. Not having that all the time. Yeah, and we. Yeah, because you're on your weak. iPad. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm pretty good at not having my phone. You're on your iPad. <laughs> you can't speak. I can't be near my phone when I read. I don't even bring my phone here today. If oh, my nice. phone is next to me Whoa. when I read, I'm checking it I actually it forgot it, but okay. it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother you? Mm-mm. So you left your phone today. I feel like that would drive me nuts. I'd yeah, because be, this would be the time where, you're, like the one time yeah, where you're going to need it. Yeah, going on, but right. I mean... All my friends are here. Yeah. So. Oh. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> wow. That's our personal journey right here. Yeah. Our personal legend was this. Um, yeah, it was the friends you meet along the way. That is true. That is true. Uh, speaking about the journey, too, a big thing in this was the um, hero's journey. They talk about, if you're, fami- if you're familiar with the hero's journey, discuss how this book kind of follows that pattern. Are you guys familiar with that? It's kind of this oh. archetype of, uh, of stories, which is... Um, Let's see here. In narrative, the hero's journey is the common template of stories that involve a hero who goes on an adventure, is victorious um, in some sort of crisis, and then comes home changed or transformed. And you can see this in almost literally everything you watch and read Mm -hmm. is that. um, Do you feel like this holds up to that kind of narrative? Or does it uh, change or just seems deeper than that I yeah, don't yeah, know. But, yeah but yes yeah 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 there's way yeah way more is he a it. hero well he's the hero they when they say hero it's like the is main character you're meant to of his own guy journey. And, yeah oh, okay and the guy you're meant to just kind of like person that you're meant to be like okay, but who's the main character because the book is called the alchemist is it the alchemist or <laughs> is it santiago i think it's santiago he, he is an a, alchemist. Yeah, he becomes an alchemist. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He was an alchemist the whole time. <laughs> the yeah. the yeah, he is horse, an a catch-all term. The horse or? sword alchemist calls him an alchemist to the chieftain. Yeah. Oh, because and then he's like, the wind and then he said, him. "Turn yourself into the wind," you know, and yeah. then yeah. all hell broke loose. But yeah, he's an alchemist. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, we talked a little bit about omens. The boy sees omens throughout the book and almost everything. Uh, we talked a little bit about it, like I said, but do you guys believe in omens? Do you think uh, there is a fate or something that's kind of something that's moving you along and that you're supposed to look at it and go a certain way? I think so. I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh. I don't know if there's like some other force out there leaving things for us to find, but I think we will see things around us that will spark um, like a a motive or like a spark uh, uh, or an urge to act on that and then pursue something and I think I oh, that's I don't know what you'd call that that's like a I think everybody has that in them where mm-hmm. like uh, I don't know what to call it. this is not 
I don't know. You're killing it. But I, <laughs> I'm killing it <laughs> right now. Um, no, but I think we see things that like spark an urge to act on it and like opportunities to do good or to like things that we optimistically want to do based on these things. And toward hindsight, you know, they kind of seem like I wouldn't have done this unless I saw this. So it must be something spiritual going on or some kind of... Uh, I don't know, some kind of sign sent for me to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Brett, you believe in omens? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I do to, to some capacity. Okay. How so? In some capacity. <laughs> uh, Very small. <laughs> no, like I would say, I guess my biggest example is like, uh, I, I ran into a kid on a train and he complimented my boots mm-hmm. in New York. And it ended up we were going to the same concert that night. And it turns out he's a really good singer-songwriter that I've known about. Um, seen another singer-songwriter that we've known about. So then that to me is like something... Is that more coincidence though? But are coincidences omens? No, I don't... I, I think I don't that's... Know. Yeah, maybe. I, I think that counts. That counts so like it felt me. like... We became friends then because right. of that, or like we were supposed to be there in that place at the same time, or something in that mm-hmm. kind of. That's the capacity, yeah. right there. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. I, like I feel it. like I have a better example, but no, I think that's perfect. Yeah. <sighs> uh, uh, well, there you go. Uh, so now, you know, before we kind of rate what we thought of the book, um, and we have a special treat later, which Ooh. is uh, that that's coming up. Is it edible? Uh, it, it is. No, it's not edible, but it is something that a lot of people love on the show. It's a okay. segment that we we're going to do. Uh, but before we get to that, let, let's talk about rating. We love to rate on the show a book if it's good or not good. So let's go around the room. Clark, what do you think? Alchemist, good or not good? I'll give it a good, but this edition, I'll give a not good. I have the same edition, 25th anniversary edition. I have other books like this is my father's book, but I have books myself like this i hate this kind of style where the pages are all uneven mm-hmm. yeah. so it's hard to flick through so unless you like wet your finger and flick the page or you yeah. have like really good fingernails like fucking stop making books like this listen i'm not saying this just to be a contrarian yes i'm not saying this to be a contrarian but i kind of like that i because so many books that i read aren't like why that. I don't know what it... You can't flip through them. It makes it seem like this. an old document. Yeah, super yes. cool. It, the aesthetic is like, this the came from the desert. Cool, but like... A tome. We're yes. reading from a tome. Right. Yeah, a tome. It's <laughs> <laughs> like half an inch thick. So you're going good? Sure. Cool. All right, we got one good. Brett. I'm going good as well. The best. Wow. The best one we've read best. so far. You're going to read it again? I'm going with good. I might. Cassie's got to get I feel like this is a book you got to be in the right state of mind, though. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad I, mean, I took an edible before this episode. <laughs> like down and out at the bottom, and then you're like, oh, I should, I don't know, Yeah, motivate well, you. We're all there. Well, yeah. it's so, it is so weird, because I don't think I was in the mood to read it, but it like, I don't know, I really liked it, and I thought it was like, it got me in the mood. Yeah, it seemed yeah. It got yeah. you thinking. Yeah. You. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it definitely yeah. did. Uh, Jacob, what do you think? Um, good I'm giving it a good. Yeah, me too, good. So that's all oh. unanimous. We've had a unanimous in Portuguese. Before, right? We've had, we had uni- unanimous not goods. I don't know if we've had a unanimous good. <laughs> well, there you go. That's a first wow. then for the show. Look Maybe you would have to be- check the log. We should start writing down. We should start. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's on me. I should do this.
that is that. And now we have a special treat. Now, some people um, okay. consider this segment uh, their favorite segment of the OG show. People love it. Clark, this is Clark's favorite. This ain't a special treat. Clark, <laughs> this is Clark's special treat. He's a big fan of this. This is advice. So we're going to end on the advice right. segment of the week. And this is good because, Kelsey, I feel like you know, you're know you new to this part of it. Uh-huh. So you can maybe offer some good insight for some okay. of these advice questions. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, again, if you have any advice questions that you want to uh, send to us in the future, please do it at notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. That's notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. And we'll read one on a future show. Uh, this one coming in, we have someone that says that he is adamant that his partner is 80% to blame for their issues as a couple. <laughs> uh, and he says, is there any way to make his hard-headed partner, this is what he said, uh, accept responsibility for more than a small fraction of their problems? I say, yeah, divorce or break up with them, right? There you go. There's always that. Yeah. What do we think? Who's who to do? I, I mean, you don't, we don't know the background about it, no. but like, they need to have more conversations, clearly. Yeah. I, I mean, communication's everything, so. Clearly, they need to document everything that happens so that they can point to it and be like, September 13th, you didn't unload the dishwasher. No. <laughs> they need uh, And then we didn't have sex, so <laughs> that's on you. They need a meet in the so middle, So you do after emptying a dishwasher? Yeah. It's perfect. That goes hand in hand. Yeah. I'm like, everything's so clean. <laughs> like, do we have sex tonight? Yeah, everything's well, so clean. Now let's get dirty. No. <laughs> Sorry. Off the table. <laughs> yeah. uh, it seems really pointed, though, too. Like, it feels like... He's also being hard-headed. Big time. Because yeah, he's the one that writes in and says that his partner's 80% to Right. Play. It's like, well, meet her in the middle then yeah. and figure it out. Yeah. Oh, it's not 80%. Or, or yeah, can, if it's not working, it's not working. Yeah. Cut ties. Cut ties. Yeah. Break up. There it is. That seems to be an answer, common answer to a lot of these questions when we field them as like, uh, yeah, easiest is to break up. Yeah. yeah. Give up. <laughs> That's the American oh. spirit nowadays. You think right? he's part of your personal That's not legend? How I, feel. I don't think so. No, no. That's not how she feels. Um, <laughs> all right. Another person wants to know um, this is um, a grandma is resenting her daughter in law for her full social life post kids. <laughs> so, this uh, babysitter grandma wants to rein in her daughter in law for having what she says a dance card full of activities despite having two kids at home. So, I think it's her opinion that she thinks. The daughter-in-law should be there more and not have this kind of rich social life. Uh, what do you guys think about that? <laughs> so it's, a, it's the daughter-in-law's kids. Well, so yeah, with it is presumably yeah. her, I mean, with, with her her son. Yeah. It depends on how much the grandma feel. I feel like grandmas are. Hypersensitive. Yes. Yes. So like, okay, yeah, moms can have a night out and whatever, but like also a kid needs a mother's love too. So it's like, how excessive is it? We don't know because the grandma could be sensitive, but. I agree. I feel like the, you know, as long as the kids seem okay, Mm -hmm. I think there's no real huge issue. You know, the dialogue could be doing drugs. I think it's fine. Right. Or maybe not that. How old are the kids? Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Uh, Kids that doesn't say those specifics. Yeah. What if they're like 16, 17 or, you know, they're. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That kind of matters. Yeah, that's true. I think it's very young. It seems like younger. Is the grandma having to take care of them then? Yep. Because it says grandma babysitter. Uh, But I feel like it's, you know, their pair. Yeah. But she should say no too. Yes, she needs to set boundaries. But I kind of I'm reading, and maybe I'm reading too much into it. But I feel like you know, for their you know time period, maybe parents would stay at home and not try to juggle so much. But Mm -hmm. I think 
nowadays people are trying to juggle more and trying to keep that social life going so they don't drive you know drive themselves crazy too and all mm-hmm. that so well you don't want to go out with your kids right you don't want right. a night alone from them well yeah. it's like is she leaving the dad home alone with the kids and making him take care of them and doing her own thing or are both the parents going out because the grandma's just blaming the daughter-in-law right exactly <laughs> so it's yeah. like what about your son yeah it seems a little biased yeah yeah, yeah. what do you think brad um, I didn't hear the question. So. <laughs> That's why I asked. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I asked. I'm trying to, get trying to catch up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he, he's reading The Alchemist right now. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's uh, Brett's personal legend is trying to finish The Alchemist by the end of the podcast. <laughs> uh, all right. Another one. The final one is uh, um, a boyfriend omitted how close he was to his ex. Um, and he did this because his ex told him don't tell your current person. Don't do this. Oh, it seems like too close then. Yeah. So they've been dating for three months, um, him and the new person. Um, And why do you you have a visceral reaction to that? I don't know. Three months is still so new. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So three months, and he never mentioned how close he is to his ex. And he did that because his ex told him not to tell. And that's still shady. Yeah. I think don't worry about it. If the ex doesn't want you to know, it doesn't seem fishy at all. I'd say just yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> live your life with your head in the sand, and I think you'll be fine. Yeah. No, I know. I so think. So I wonder was... how she found out. Right. Exactly. And yeah. it doesn't say that. I my mind went there yeah. too. Is she going through texts and doing all? Oh, I listened to a podcast recently, and someone was saying that their strategy was to go through their significant other's phones really quick when someone was in the like restroom or whatever. Go through their phone. They had the password and they just take screenshots, send it to themselves. That quick. Oh, and, and then delete it. And then delete it. Because because on iPhones, it is that easy. Though. Is you it take this? a screenshot of something, send it, and you don't have to save it to your photos. You just delete it. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. So that's the new move, apparently. But he, they would also have to go to the text message and then delete right. the sent out thing. Yep. Yeah, and they did talk about that it's too. It's so easy to take a picture, send How long it. Are and they not in the bathroom? <laughs> right. Right. Huh? They didn't bring their phone into the bathroom. They're finding their personal legend. Exactly. They were reading The Alchemist during it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Jacob said he read it in four sittings. I was going to ask you if you read it in four shittings. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right, on that note, <laughs> thank you for checking out the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you. Thank you, Brett. And thank you, Clark. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, and thank you guys for watching and listening. Again, reach out at notgoodwithmat at gmail.com, notgoodwithmat at gmail.com. Do you guys have anything to plug coming up? Uh, we can start with uh, Clark and Brett. You guys have a venture called Blark that you guys are very um, into and uh, love talking about. Uh, you have a new promotion during the summer. Yeah, you guys <laughs> would talk about um, you had a new promotion every week, which was very exciting. Yeah. Is there anything new on the horizon that you can tell us about? Yeah, Clark's been working very hard the past two weeks on something. I was? Yeah, that we're coming out with. Gonna turn what is lead it? into gold. Yeah, yes. you guys are going to be alchemists. Yep. Nice. We're starting a new... Uh, El Ch- uh, flame and onion at El, El Chili's. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Chili's doesn't have the f- blooming onion. Is that what you were getting at? He's yeah, trying. that's what I was trying to. Yeah. The flame and flame onion. onion. Kelsey yeah. Jacob, anything to promote? You don't have to. There's no pressure, of course. Yeah. No, not much on my end. Yeah, check out not good with. Uh, with all of us um also for me um coming up uh for paranormal fans we have mm. um jack osborne's net of terror starts on um october 1st so for Ooh, the yeah. whole month of october travel every, channel 
Yep, it'll be Travel Channel, it'll be Max, and it'll be Discovery Plus. And so that's every single Sunday for the month of October. So five episodes coming at you. Some of them are two hours, so check your uh, dates and times. And uh, yeah, for all of us here at the podcast, we'll see you guys all in a week. I love you. Bye.